Hey Angels, it's Amy from the Freud's Angels podcast. And Vanessa. We're here to bring you a special series about my journey and rewriting my narrative around my body and redefining my relationship with it. And along the way, as Amy is on this journey, we will bring to you gifts that come out of it, ways that you can handle your own body journey, things that you can think about in order to reclaim your own narrative. Now let's get to it. Welcome, angels, to the Body Reclamation Series, episode 12. So today we're going to talk about a couple of things. So a couple of episodes ago, we talked about when you have a case of the fuckets. We all like that episode because I was so in it. I was so in it. And I was so convinced that I was done. Like I was just done because I was so exhausted and so tired of constantly processing, constantly trying to unpack shit, constantly trying to figure out where my roots were. I was just done with it because I hadn't come up for air. I hadn't, I hadn't felt like I could, like, I just felt like I was in the thick of it all the time, constantly. The only reprieve was when I was sleeping. And even then I'm sure there was some subconscious things happening (laughs) that I didn't want to happen. So today I, I think let's first talk about the idea of, you know, when they say like, you're having a bad time of it, or you're in it and you're in the thick of it. And they say, just ride it out, just ride it out. Well, I feel that just riding it out also applies to when you're feeling good because our tendency, I think as humans, when we do feel good, our tendency is to shut it down because we don't, we're not doing the work. We're feeling too good. We're feeling joy. We're feeling happy. Life is good. What's wrong with us? Like, or like, you're not there yet. Let's not celebrate. Yeah. Like we don't deserve to feel joy and happiness along the path of dealing with the shit. Well, we do. I hate to tell you guys, we do deserve it. (laughs) We, We, you know, you know, your brain may be like, she's lying, but I'm not. I'm not telling you this because, you know, these last two weeks for me have been good weeks and they've been weeks where I haven't felt the heaviness. I haven't felt I've been tired, but I haven't felt the pressure and the weightiness of processing of being in it, of, of trying to do everything and trying to be everything and, you know, and, and, and analyzing and picking things apart and finding meaning in things. And it's like, I finally felt the freedom from it. And I think that it's necessary to ride these waves because it gives us hope when we're in the shit that I'll, I I've been here before. I know this feeling and I know that there's a, there's another side. I'm not in it forever. So when you're in the case of the fuckets and you're like, I can't do this these weeks of good feelings of feeling like you're free, you kind of, you can decide whether you want to unpack something or not. You may write it down for later when you're ready to unpack it. You may decide, you know what, I need to feel happy and joy in this moment. And I don't need to maybe unpack everything I'm seeing because I deserve a moment of, of, of reprieve. I deserve this moment of clarity and joy and and, and celebrating where I've come from. You know, one of the things that 
I keep saying to a friend lately is celebrate your wins, celebrate your small mm-hmm. victories, celebrate those things that those minute little micro wins that you have celebrate them because that's, what's going to bring you that joy, that happiness, because we have to, because we are our own cheerleaders. We are our own motivators. We can't, we can't rely on external forces to motivate us. We have to be self-motivating in doing what we're doing. And so when we have good weeks, when we have these moments of like, oh my gosh, like, like even if you saw us on the live the other day, I was like, you know, Vanessa, I, I feel like, you know, we've, we've won, we've done, we've been successful at what we're doing. Like it gives you a moment to take stock at where you've come from. Like for us starting the podcast to where we are now to like, yesterday we had 95 downloads like what the fuck like we've never had that before ever and we're both like because we don't look at the numbers it's not important to us right. yeah so it was like i'm like where, where was it the week before i don't know yeah. nobody but knows it's, it's so like oh my god like this yeah. this is it this is like yeah. it's like st- taking stock and saying wow we've done good there's always room for improvement, friends. There is going to be that for the rest of your life. I don't care, but you deserve these moments of coming up for air, of seeing how good, the good that you're doing, the, the work that you've done. It, it, it's okay to like, just be in that. It's okay to exist in that joy in that celebration for as long as that feelings last and don't allow your brain to sabotage it Mm -hmm. because my brain wanted to go to, well, since you feel so successful, let's talk about all the things you're not doing. I was like, no brain, no brain. I understand there's things I'm not doing and I'll get there, but I'm going to live here in a minute. I'm going to live in this joy for a minute. Like, two weeks of reprieve of feeling good of not feeling that heavy weight of, of just processing and oppression. It was just, it was like, fuck that. This is gold to me. This is necessary. If I want to keep going and do all the things my brain tell me I haven't done, this moment is necessary. These are necessary because otherwise, why, why are we doing the work? If we can't have these moments of happiness, joy, lightness, of looking back and celebrating our victories. If we can't have these moments, then the work becomes pointless. Right. And from a psychological standpoint, you're creating new um, expectations of yourself and new, um, like forging a new path. And, and you can't, you can't do it if you don't allow the, un- the un- what is the word? Unfamiliar to exist. Right. So we always say like, oh, you need, you need dark so that you can see the light right well we need light so we can see the dark too but we also need light to know that we like the light yeah. right so if we are allowing ourselves to to be happy we're creating that that sense in our brain of what happiness feels like so that we crave it if we don't allow it to show up and we don't celebrate it and we don't intentionally you know sit in those moments we're we're continuously rewriting that 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 tablet over and over again, that happiness is not for me. I don't do happiness. 
that, that this is not what I'm doing this for. And like you said, you know, that this is what I'm doing it for. And that the goal is that that becomes what happens to you more often. Right. So when we sit in those, when somebody tells me I'm having a great day, I'm like, how do we get here? Because we want to get here more, right? Like we want to have more of these days. How did we get here? What are you doing that is allowing you to exist as who you are with all of the faults that you told me last week you have (laughs) that didn't disappear, that you still feel good? How is this happening? Because we want to do that next week too. I want you to be able to come next week and say, I feel great. And I still have those faults, right? Because that's the programming that we're trying to install (laughs) in us is that We don't have to live in our faults. We don't have to live in that darkness. We can live in the lightness and have, and, and have the dark exist. And we can also work through it once we get comfortable with knowing. So like some, some clients get this speech, not every one of them, but some of them, when they have like enough of these good periods, we do actually go, okay, what's something that we can build on right now, right? Like what's work that we can do right now that you can't do when you feel crappy, right? Because now is the time to do it. (laughs) Like, like some of the positive stuff, like, so you feel good right now. Let's do some art, right? Like, cause you won't do it when you feel crappy. So let's do it now. Like that's the work quote unquote that we're going to do. Sounds like work. You came here to do work. So here's the work you're going to (laughs) do is like engaging in things that you can only do in the light, because again, we're reprogramming ourselves. I want to do that though. Huh? Well, if I want to do that, then I'm going to have to do something else with my darkness (laughs) so that I can have these things coexist. We're rewriting the way it is all over again. And you can't do it if you don't allow that sometimes uncomfortable, right? Like you're saying, like sometimes that the initial response is like, this is friggin' weird. I better ruin it before it gets ruined for me. (laughs) But if we sit in it with the intent of like, you know, like I got it, I got it. I did it. Like I did this. I can do it more times. How did I get here? Like I'm freaking motivated by this existing. It exists. I can't deny it doesn't exist. How do I do this more? Yeah. Now that I'm in it, how do I do this more? And to, and to access the things I think too, is that it's, it's a great time to build up the allyship within yourself. Like Amen. it's a great time to, when you can say to yourself, wow, you have done a fuck lot of work. Oh my God. Look at you. You're amazing. Like, look at all that you've accomplished. It's, it's, you know, and even if you feel like, oh, you know, it, it also will create this idea of, a lot of people, you, you say to them, oh, well, what, what, what was your victory this week? Oh, well, I don't really have any victory. What, give me a victory. You're mm-hmm. tending, you're going to start to look for micro victories. You're going to tend to stretch yourself into calling something a victory. You don't normally call a victory, but really is essentially a victory and yeah. in your situation. So understand that you like, you will find the ways in your brain as you allow time for it and space for it. If you are able to congratulate yourself, to celebrate yourself, you begin to build trust. See a lot of this work that we do that even in therapy, even in spiritual work of of unpacking stuff, 
that work, all of that work is done is based from a sense of trusting yourself. And the work that you do to get there is to find these moments where you're celebrating yourself and your your own ally and your own cheerleader. This is where you build trust of yourself that you're not, you're going to allow yourself to feel the happiness. You're also going to allow yourself to feel the sadness as well, because that's just as important. But you're also building the trust that your brain will begin to shift because really physically you're creating new neural pathways in your brain and the old ones will start to die out and they'll start to kind of fade away where you're creating these new responses to these moments, to these victories, rather than saying, yeah, but I didn't do that. Rather than doing that, your brain is like, fuck yeah, we're awesome. Go us. Yeah neurons firing yeah dopamine (laughs) but this is a great segue into the second half of what i want to talk about when you have these micro judgments when you are faced with a situation where you are feeling good or you have a happy moment and you're you're dealing and, and i'm talking about in a body sense like Say, for example, like, for example, I'll give you my example, my experience recently. I just got a a new to me car. So I'm excited. It's fun to drive. It's the car. It's like, it is quintessential me. It makes me feel happy about driving again. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I asked my friend to take pictures of me with the car. I saw the pictures and I had the judgment. The judgment that's there. Oh my God, look at how fucking big my face is. Like, and I shut it down and I shut the picture down and I was just like, nope, we're not going there today because it's not necessary. And so my micro judgment of that moment and I, and so after I, in the moment, I just put it away because I'm like, we're not in the space, obviously, to do this. I I have experienced a lot of fatigue and exhaustion. I think it's because of the eclipses. So whatever reason, I just was not in this space. And then I sat and I thought about it and, and, and thank God I've created these new neural pathways because I was like, I, like I allowed that I had love for that judgment, not because it was right, but because it came from a place of not meeting to not meeting up to the picture I had in my mind that you have of people who get new cars and whatever it was, it was like the angles were wrong. The, you know, it was like, I had all these thoughts of what it should look like. And it was different than what Mm -hmm. I wanted it to look like. And so Mm -hmm. I had a judgment and I chose that I was the fault of that because of what, how I look. So there's a couple of things to unpack there for me. One is, okay, so we have some micro judgments that still fire when, when it's something doesn't appear how I expect it to appear. Mm. So where does that expectation come from? Society comes from advertising. It comes from the thought that, you know, you see people and, and, and you see in this same type of moment and they look great and they look happy and they look fun and they look good. And, and they look, you know, but they look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Cars are not going to make us skinny. <laughs> just, right. it, it just, but my brain still pictures things and 
as it pictures things, it pictures them of the societal standard of a human being thin. So there's some things to unpack there for me because I, while, whilst I flood my social media with relevant people in a sense of uh, that look like me and that have the same message and mission as me, but I still, the pictures in my mind are still of people that are of thinner, you know, stature are, you know, and I, what's interesting is that this is a picture of a car yeah, (laughs) and we always see the people. Yeah. It's not about the car. It's about the people. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I was like, oh, so I've learned from this situation that I need to change the pictures of Mm -hmm. the narratives of the situations that happen in life. So like, for example, any type of moment when you're having a victorious moment, I need to begin to actively switch out the characters to look like me. It's a huge epiphany and Mm -hmm. it's a huge awakening to, we may see social media, our social media may be like stacked for us. So we see ourselves in successful endeavors, Mm -hmm. but there's still parts of us, parts of our psyche that has pictures of skinny, thinner people. Absolutely. Even ourselves, skinny or versions of ourselves, because we know them, we see them in our heads. They're, they're not a, a, a dream. They're real. They happened. We can, yeah. we have that image. So, so it's funny you say that because there's a picture of myself that's coming to my mind a lot lately. And it was, I was, gosh, I was in eighth grade. I was headed into high school. I lived in, in eighth grade. I lived with my father in Maryland. He was a exercise Nazi for a while and made us all run. That's when I was able-bodied. That's pre-RA, pre-everything. And I looked good by the end of that summer. And I was like to the point where I was bikini kind of confident. I wasn't skinny, but I was, I felt good in my body. I looked good in my body in a sense of, I wasn't thin, but I was muscular. I had soft edges. I was, you know, I was voluptuous and I felt good. And I remember this picture of myself and I've been thinking of it a lot lately and thinking of that moment. And, and I think part of me has an expectation of seeing that in other places, seeing that in my photos, seeing that version of me, you know? So I think in some ways, like you said, it's like that, that sense of like that micro judgment is like, well, you were there once. Why aren't you there now? You know, what, you know? You know what you should look like because right. you have looked like it. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So because I've been thinking about weight loss and, and some of the things that I feel there's a fear in preventing me from losing weight. One of the fears is the fact that the loose skin situation, yeah. because like when you lose a lot of weight, your skin, especially around this age, your skin, that elasticity mm-hmm. is just not existent anymore. And as many times as I've gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, my body is like, fuck you. You know, it's not going to, it's like, no, we're, we're the skin oh is like, God. sorry, we're, we're just not going to do this anymore. I've done as much as I can. Yes. <laughs> it's having my thighs a feel crisis. the same way, by the way. 
my stretch marks on my thighs are like because of that like you know what we give up <laughs> yeah and stretch marks isn't necessarily from like i have a friend well my son actually my one of my stepsons his stretch marks doesn't come from being fat they come from the fact that he's muscular because he's a bodybuilder yeah well that's what happened was yeah. like lots of working out and then none and then everything going in weird and my skin was like I give up you you're not like I give up yeah. <laughs> and I, and having that awareness right it's in the back of your mind even if it's not straight up in the front all the time it, it creates that process of okay so then we don't need to make changes because it's going to make it harder for me right. in the future so there is these little, and this podcast has turned into a couple of epiphanies for me. Cause I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. What other things do I have in there? That's, that's preventing me from losing weight. But the cabooses, they keep coming. <laughs> yeah. Keep constant. So, so what we, we have to look at our, you know, our thought processes and how we picture things and what do we picture and what judgments are there still now just because you have them doesn't mean you've not done so much work. It doesn't invalidate the work you've done. It doesn't mean that your victories were for naught. It just means there's another layer. I didn't think about this layer of the pictures in my mind when I was stacking my social media to benefit me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in that thought process until I was in a situation where I had a picture in my mind of what something was supposed to look like. And then it wasn't that. And then I had a judgment of it. So now I need to go through my mental Rolodex. And when I have a vision of something, I need to make sure that it is appropriate to how I am now to have acceptance. Mm -hmm. And that's important. And I think for all of us, it's important because especially and it doesn't even, it can apply to everything. It can apply to somebody who is too thin, who needs to gain weight, somebody who is, needs, maybe feels like they need to lose weight or whatever, or somebody who is able-bodied versus not able-bodied. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I think about going hiking, I think, oh, I can do all these things and I can't because I physically can't do it any longer. And I'm like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. I picture this going way different. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you know, mm-hmm. it just, we all have those for sure. We have to really kind of connect with what we're thinking and connect with the pictures we have in our mind of what things should look like. And mm-hmm. when we're thinking about doing it saying, you know, what attachment to this picture do I have? What is the attachment? And what does it, does that represent my current reality? Mm-hmm. And why I love, I love to ask the questions why, right? Like, why do those two things go together? Why does that body fit in that picture? What worth is there? You know, like just really investigating all the different facets of what that feeling is, why it's, why it fits that way. You know, well, tell me, tell me the story of that body, you know, tell, tell me the story of why that, that adds worth to your car picture, right? (laughs) Like, does your car get faster because your body looks different or is is everything all the same? You know, what, what worth are you attaching to this? Why is this a thing that has turned into a body image issue? Because that happens a lot. It happens a lot. It happens with people on vacations, taking pictures of waterfalls, delete the picture because I don't like my body. What? 
like it's the waterfall. <laughs> We're not here for your body, man. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> it's that, you know, that feeling right away of I'm not worthy of my, that body being in the picture with that waterfall. Why? What is that telling? You don't belong there. The bodies of your size don't go in the waterfall. Got it. Why? <laughs> right? Like sometimes it's ridiculous questions that it feels like you're asking, but I mean, it's telling it's, it's figuring out the basis of that story that you've already accepted. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous when we look into it because it is ridiculous what we thought of, but we can't unpack that until we go through those steps of, you know, why does this matter? Why am I continuously using this to explain my worth in this setting or in this car or in this home or in this world? Why am I continuously doing that? Yeah. It's not, did, did somebody tell me I couldn't have my car because of my body size? No. I don't know where well, I'm coming. No, I don't know. Where and I'm do we from. feel it? Do we feel unworthy of the car yes. because of how we look? That's a big thing is that because of how we look, we feel we don't deserve a lot of good things. And friends, regardless of your size, regardless of the narratives in your head, we deserve all of it. We deserve goodness. We deserve joy. We deserve happiness. We deserve nice things. We deserve good cars that make us happy to drive. We deserve good homes that make us feel secure. We deserve good people in our lives that lift us up and that will never tell us that we need to be different from who we are. Unless you're an asshole, then we might tell you you need to be different. But (laughs) well, and, and of course, Vanessa will come in trying to figure out why you're an asshole. <laughs> yes. And then we'll get Vanessa. We'll send you to Vanessa. Oh, She'll unpack it. Like, let's not just call him an asshole. Let's figure out why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's not an asshole on the inside. Yeah. No. And I don't, I totally don't believe that. <laughs> it's like, my, well, it's like, it's like the other day, my, my brother said we were joking around and, 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 you know, and a lot of people would say my brother's a prick because he is in some way (laughs) and but at heart you know it's it's because he's just very forthright he's just very forthright with things he says it like he sees it it doesn't mean it's like it is but he says it like he sees it or he judges Mm -hmm. it which is it just I was like yeah but on the inside he is a warm loving human being and it's just that his outwardness is his way of protecting himself because he's an introvert and there's not many people that get into that space in to his heart and stay there long. You know, he's very, he's very, uh, like selective and, you know, very cautious. And that's why he sometimes acts prickly around people. That's, that's just how he acts. You're not going to want to get close to me if I act like this. Right. Mm-hmm. it's his safety mechanism so like Vanessa said that person may not be an <laughs> asshole all the time most people can't can't stand here well I mean I'm sure it's not pure well, like come on I'm just trying to you know like I yeah. know I know I'm just letting it I just it's how I am and I know that not everybody thinks that way I, re- I mean I really do I don't expect everybody to think that way but it the reason why the reason why I even brought it up was because it kind of goes along with the stories that we tell about ourselves Yep. Yep. Yes. And, you know, we friends, you definitely deserve the goodness. We, you put yourself so through so much 
flack for being who you are sometimes that we have to have the goodness to counterbalance that. So you are worthy of it. It is necessary to your life. Allow it to be in your life. Allow yourself to enjoy the moment. And that's why, that's why when I had that feeling, that thought, I shut it down because in that moment, I wanted to connect with the enjoyment and the excitement of, of having, of getting a new car. It was, I chose, I chose to connect with how I, how good I felt about what I achieved and getting this car than what some micro judgment my brain had, because I haven't unpacked that part of it, but I didn't, I put a bookmark there because it was like, there's something here that needs to be taken care of, but I can return to it when I'm ready right now. I'm going to smile and I'm going to enjoy my new car and I'm going to feel great driving it. I'm going to feel like a cool kid and just, you know, and, and, and just be in the moment of it because mm-hmm. it's, I deserve it. Right. And, and that what you're doing is again, to go back to that psychological, you're creating a new pattern within yourself by doing that, because you're going to do that many more times, right. Where you say, I'm not, I'm happy and I don't need to do this right now. Not everything that comes up need, we need to go jumping into the dark end of the pool, you know, it, it, and some of it, just the fact that it comes up, just the awareness is the work. Yeah. You know, I, I've had so many sessions with people that are like, I just feel better. Cause I found it out. I figured it out. I don't have to do anything. I just, that, that the, the clarity gave me the, you know, the ability to release and now to go forward. So that's, you know, like not everything has to be a big, heavy thing that you go, oh no, well, the, the party's over because here comes the shit. You know, it's kind of like what you just did is that pattern that we are trying to create as a lifelong pattern that almost every day we do of like, okay, allowing the flow of our work to be a flow instead of a task oriented you know, oh, well, well, let's jump in, in and out of the trenches. We don't want to jump in and out of the trenches anymore. You know, like we want to just kind of, you know, all my clients are like the peaks and the valleys and the, you know, <laughs> the bumps and the potholes, because that's <laughs> how I, I, I describe it. It's like what you're doing right now is l- allowing bumps and potholes rather than peaks and valleys, right? It feels like a peak, but you're like, oh, maybe it's just a little bump and there'll be a little pothole and, and that's okay. But I'm love, I'm, I'm creating a higher vibration of myself so that I'm no longer having to go to the fuck it bucket as often I'm going to be in, I don't have a good word. I don't have a good fuck it bucket, like alternative (laughs) or like antonym, but you know, I'm just going to live on the cloud, you know, and, and, and it's okay to live on the cloud and that when things come by, they can, they can, if, if they come back around, they come back around. If they don't, they're a minute part of something that I don't have to touch. Yep. I don't, I can just let it fly by. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, you have a choice and, and this is coming from, and friends understand that I get those of you who are constantly in it. I am that person. I used to be that person where I was always processing. I was always trying to figure out what the next level of healing is. Oh, I had a thought that wasn't in alignment with what I want to be. Okay. Let's unpack that. Let's unpack this. That's how I got to the fuck it bucket. (laughs) So 
I want to be in that space where I can choose and have freedom to choose. So in order to do that, we need to connect with our victories. Even if they're micro victories, we need to connect them and identify them. If you have to every night, think of your day, think of the victories of your day. What were they? Even if they're like, I brushed my teeth. That can be a victory for some of us. I took a shower or I brushed my hair. It's a victory for me when I brush my hair. Um, <laughs> you know, I emptied the dishwasher yeah, and reloaded it. Y'all can see us right now, you fan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good thing you can't see us right now because bed head all over the place. Um, but like I emptied the dishwasher. I cooked for myself. Maybe mm-hmm. your challenge is I cooked. Maybe your challenge is I don't get enough fruits and veggies. I ate my veggies today. Maybe that's your victory. Right. Maybe your victory is I woke the fuck up and got out mm-hmm. of bed. Maybe that's your victory for the day. I'm a, and that's fine. But we have to catalog our victories because our mind is set to a negative bias. It is only going to remember the shit of your day as you go forward. It is going to, that's why sometimes it's hard to connect to a victory because we have a negative bias brain. Well, as you turn it to a positive bias by connecting with the victories versus Mm -hmm. like connecting with like what you didn't do connect with what you did do that day that's how we shift our brain and our micro neurons and all these neurons in our brain to look at the good rather than looking at the bad because i guarantee each one of you have some sort of victory you may not want to admit it to the world i mean i'm an open book i struggle every day with getting dressed with getting up If it wasn't for work, I would probably sleep most of my day, brushing my hair, brushing my teeth, the normal hygiene stuff, because for a long time I rejected my body and I didn't want to take care of it. Mm -hmm. So when I can step into those spaces where I'm constantly fluidly taking care of it in those ways, I'm brushing my hair, I'm taking care of my body, brushing my teeth, you know, those are victories to me, even though for some other person, I'd be like, I do them every day anyways, but it's still, for me, it's a victory because I've stopped neglecting that part of my body. So what are your victories today, friends? What are your victories every day? Write them down, write the big ones and the little ones and the ones you don't really want anybody to know that is a victory because you you're challenged by it. You know, sometimes you don't have to show the world your list. Yeah. So write all of them down. Attach yourself to the moment that you're having joy. You feel like you're winning. You feel like you're in the moment. If you want to go back to a thought process that was going to sabotage it, stick a bookmark in it and come back when you're ready. But in that moment of joy and happiness, stay there. Stay there, revel in it. Be in the flow of it. Allow it to last as long until your your body will and your your psyche will naturally go. Okay, I'm ready to start unpacking more things. What's the thing that I needed to go back to? Where's my bookmark? And then work on it, and then celebrate the victories in working on that. You know, 
just in recognizing it and knowing it now in my conscious mind, because I know that I put a skinny version of me, my pictures in my mind, I need to start putting a different version of it. So now that lesson is learned. It's a conscious knowledge. So going forward, I will see myself as I am right now and all of the pictures that I have in my mind of a situation or how things are going to go or how things are going to look. It's going to be me as I am now because I deserve the joy and the happiness in that moment in this version of my body, just as much as I did in the version of me in eighth grade. Amen. And so don't you, you deserve in every version of you, you deserve to connect to the joy and the happiness of that moment. So I hope this helped you guys. I hope this helped you kind of maybe take a breath and allow yourself to come down from this processing and the heaviness of it and to give yourself a reprieve, to give yourself that break, to choose to take a break and enjoy the happiness that you're in. And maybe to give you some thoughts to unpack some ideas of, Oh, do I do that? Do I picture myself differently? And then I'm disappointed in my photos. Mm -hmm. You know, what, how, how can we change that? How can we, you know, shift that, but don't do it until you're done with your joy and you're done with your happiness. And well, not done, but like, <laughs> well, you know, like you're ready, like, no, never done with it. But <laughs> I was like, whoa, that hit like, <laughs> like when you hit the, inevitable when you're done with you're your like, happiness, <laughs> come back to the shit show. No. When happiness gets extremely boring and you're ready. <laughs> oh, friends. Sorry. I just was like, that, well, that was a reaction. Now I better explain it. <laughs> no. When you're ready to unpack the next box and you feel supported in your joy and happiness, then you can yeah. move to the next stage is yeah. what I meant. Really when you feel like it's sustainable, right? Like, so that's, it's kind of like anything, right? Any training program. So if I'm running, if I want to run a marathon, I'll run a mile until a mile is super extra comfortable. And then I'll start going for mile two, but it doesn't mean that I cease. you know, I can't, well, in that, in that scenario, you can't not do the one mile to get to two, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like where, you know, you get comfortable in that space and then you, you say, okay, I'm good. So then I can move forward in good. I'm, I'm, I have my, my basis, my foundation feels good. Like I feel that my foundation of feeling better is good enough. It can withstand the next round of work that I'm going to have to do. It's not going to throw me into the pit of misery to start this work. Yeah. Truth. Exactly what she just said. Not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> When you're done with your happiness, <laughs> uh, I know that everybody knew that, and I knew that too. But I, I made a face and was like, "Oh, you know, that's my thing." I, oh God, you just now you have to explain yourself, and, and yeah, okay. <laughs> that's what we do here. Because yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure some of you are like, "But when I'm done with this happiness, what do I do with it?" Right, like I'm gonna be done. <laughs> I know me. I would be like. Is she telling me something? <laughs> I think most of you would probably think there's happiness. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can that's connect to reality. it. Yeah. 
That yeah. is the sad reality. A lot of people listening may not have hit happiness just yet. But you have two people here who have different skill sets to help you. Miss Vanessa, our holistic counselor, is here to help unpack some of it when you're ready. When Even if you're not ready and you're like, I'm unpacking stuff, but I don't know what to do with any of it. Mm-hmm. Get a hold of her on her business page, vanessaperry.net. Is that still the website? Uh, yeah, vanessaperry.net. Is my yep. She is here to help you through it. If you need to just slough the energy of all of this process off to get you some just feeling good, you need maybe some just angelic love, reach out to me. Um, my It's Amy Hedman on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash freedom through grace. Um, website's not quite done yet. Sorry. Um, and you know, I can help you in that way. We're, we're two halves of this whole Freud's angels and we're here to help. We're here to help you do whatever it is. Your intentions are, whatever your goals are, we're here to help you manifest them. We're here to help you guide you through the process. And so we hope that we've given you some food for thought today, but as well as some hope, some hope that even if you are in the fuck it bucket, there's a way out. We just add the water. <laughs> right. We can get out of the tide. Yeah. <laughs> so we love you guys. And we hope to see you here next Monday and for the next episode of the Body Reclamation Series. Take care, everybody. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved. You are worthy and the world needs your light.